This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawkspace. My pleasure once again to be in the garden with Hawkspace, most glamorous gardener, Megan Williams. How are you going, Megan? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. Now, just before we get on to today's topic, which are many and varied, uh, you mentioned last week, and I forgot to bring it up, that now is quite a good time to sow seeds. And I've got quite a few bare patches in my garden because they've been overshadowed by trees, the grass, and, the, and there's no grass. So, how, I mean, how much raking do I have to do just to, to re-sow? Do I have to sort of dig it up and hoe it and all that sort of stuff, or can I just lightly no, rake I, it? The only re- reason that you'd need to sort of take a whole lot of soil out would be if it's been sprayed yeah. and then you have to remove that soil it's sick. Um, but no you just rake it up what, you, what you're trying to do is get, making some roughage on the ground so as the seed because if you can imagine the seed once it's exposed to some moisture it then puts out its little shoot like it comes alive it's like sort of, there's a knock at the door and says hello we've got some water here wake up yeah. and that's what it does so when it puts its little shoot out it needs to have something to grab hold of now, if you've got a nice sort of shiny surface, it's really hard for it to sort of get that little baby shoot into it. Mm. But if you've got a little bit of roughage, it doesn't have to use much effort to sort of put a little shoot out and grab hold of something. And that's what you're trying to make it do. So it's just it doesn't have to be too, you know, too rough, but it just has to be roughed up a little bit so as it can grab hold of something. That's what you're All trying right. to achieve. Okay. Does that make sense? That makes sense. That's <laughs> what I'll be doing when I get on the Savo. Okay, good on you. <laughs> what have you been doing? Um, well, last week I saw that there was a sale on an odoring, so I um, decided on calling. You know, I'm, an, I'm, I'm like a child in a candy shop when there's some sales and things on at the garden centre. I went out to odoring and I bought a really beautiful apricot-coloured canna lily. A canna lily is a tropical plant which has beautiful tropical leaves and it grows up to oh, over a metre high, about a metre and a half high, and they have beautiful apricot and red and yellow coloured flowers. They're really quite good because you can plant them in semi-shade and they are a great filler sort of in the back of a garden, side of a bank where you want um, want something to be filled up that it will have a nice colour. They do die down in the off-season at the moment. They're flowering, so they must sort of flower in the autumn. But they do die down during the really hot season. Now, um, why I bought them was because, as I said, they're, they're a good... Um, they're a good uh, gap filler and um, they look nice and tropical and they are as I said annual. Now that's a canna lily as opposed to a calla lily. A calla lily is like um, a miniature arum lily and they I've had those growing in the springtime and then through to the summer. So um, there's just that definition the canna lily is the tropical type flower which grows to about a metre and a half and a calla lily is the little miniature sort of arum type lily which are also very beautiful. Now I also bought some Japanese anemone. Now um, I don't know if you know what they're like, they're sort of a daisy type flower mm-hmm. and, and a, on a long stem and they're also good for filling in gaps <clears throat> they're very attractive in vases and they're also good for they grow to about, about sometimes a metre high but not, not quite and I just they again fill lovely gaps in the garden. So I shouted myself a pink one and a white one. They usually pink or white. So I had a bit of fun, um, you know. So then of course I had to plant them. So 
so what else am I doing? I'm just starting to pick up the walnuts. They're just starting to, the decent ones are starting to fall. The other, the duds have been falling for quite a while and made quite a mess. But um, now that, uh, usually my granddaughter's birthday is on Sunday and I always know that that's the time that I start picking up the um, the proper ones, the ones that have matured enough that I need to put in and to dry. So that, that'll keep me busy um, next weekend picking up the walnuts and as, they for- can, as they fall. Don't forget they are really nice on top of Afghans. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'll have to make some Afghans. But, um, <laughs> I had my grandchildren last night, and so the last of that last lot of Afghans went in um, little Casey's lunchbox this morning. So you're absolutely right. I'll have to make some more. Now he doesn't like the walnut, so I've got to always take the walnut off for really? it. So the one that went in the lunchbox had to take the walnut off. But I tell you what, else I've been doing. The children were here. Their mother wasn't well last night, but the children stayed here the night. And as, as you know, I always have um, alternate weeks. I give them breakfast. They, they get dropped off early in the morning. I give them breakfast and pick them up from school. And I always make Casey um, a fruit smoothie for breakfast because he doesn't eat a lot of vegetables, so I get masses of fruit into him that way. So this, what I've just started doing is they always have a banana in the, in the fruit smoothie. And there's the banana skins are such a valuable um, of, of um, potassium. So, and I've been, I've been giving him bananas for years in the milkshake. But I've just, the last few days, what I do with the skin, instead of just putting it out in the garden or putting it in the compost heap, I've been putting it into the whiz after they've had their milkshake, putting it with a bit of water and mashing it all up and then feeding my plants with that mashed up potassium. And, the, and the, you know, I reckon that's a really good source of food for my garden because the potassium makes things flower. And also I've got the citrus fruit trees, which need feeding. You've got to feed citrus to make them really work properly. And so I've been eating my citrus trees with the banana skin water. Talk about the good life. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I thought it was a really good because I, I didn't know how to get those banana skins sort of into the ground, but short of sort of burying them underneath the roots of the orange tree or whatever. But I've just decided that that's a really good... That, and, it's sort of, and if you put in the water, it just sort of cleans the, um, all the milk off the, off the, yeah. off the um, wood as well. <laughs> now... Um, I haven't tried this recipe, but I've downloaded it because I can see my quince is starting to fall. So I thought I'd give you a quince recipe today. And um, it is 200 grams of quince paste. Now, um, you've got my recipe for quince, quince jam. I've yep. got that plenty, many a time. And the only difference between the jam is that you put it through a cloth. Um, with the quince uh, paste, you just whiz the quinces up. So 200 grams of quince paste, 20 millimetres, that's one tablespoon of lemon juice, one small orange, the rind of, uh, grated. One small lemon, the rind of, grated. One teaspoon of ground cinnamon. Four millilitres, that's two tablespoons of brandy. 230 grams of blanched almonds, processed, but still with um, some texture, so they're not sort of into powder form. Uh, 115 grams of butter and 75 grams of caster sugar, two eggs and some thick cream to serve. And then you put a pastry at the bottom, which is 250 grams of plain flour sifted, 110 grams of unsalted butter, cubed and chilled, and 110 of pure icing sugar and an egg. Now, step one is to make the pastry, place the flour, butter and sugar in a food processor, process until mixed with a simple spine. Breadcrumbs, add the egg and process until a smooth ball, cover in plastic wrap and refrigerate for 30 minutes. Then preheat the oven to 180 degrees centigrade, grease a 24-centimetre loose-bottom fluted tart pan, Roll out the pastry on a floured surface and use it to line the pan. Now refrigerate that for 30 minutes. Then line with baking paper, 
fill with rice or, or pastry weight and bake for 10 minutes. I don't tend to put the stuff in it, in it. I just bake it. You prick it and bake it. But um, a lot of people do put, um, put, fill it with rice. And, and so you yeah. basically you're pre-cooking the, the pastry so that it's cooked, um, you know, so that it will be cooked when, when you take the other things out. Then you remove the paper and the weights and you um, uh, bake it for five minutes, just blind without it. Then you stir um, the paste, it's the quince paste, the juice and the two tablespoons of water over a low heat until it's smooth. And spread over the paste, um, the, the pastry base. Then mix the zest, the cinnamon, the brandy and the almonds in a bowl. Beat the eggs and the sugar uh, with the sugar in, a, in, in another bowl until they're pale, until they're so nice and pale. And um, add them one at a time to make that happen until they're just combined. And then fold in the almond mixture and spread it over the, the um, paste. So you're putting the pastries mm. at the bottom, then you're putting the paste and spread the mixture over. And you bake for 35 to 40 minutes and at 180 degrees and serve with cream. So that sounds so yummy. Doesn't sound delicious. Now, if you want some quinces, I've got quinces that are not quite all falling, but I've got masses of concentrate. If anybody wants some, just let me know. Now, if anybody wants some grapes, I've got masses of um, dark, you know, the dark mm. grapes. Dark red grapes. So if you want some of those, just come and help yourself. Good on you, Megan. My pleasure, as always. Look after yourself. We'll talk to the same time, same place next time. Oh, I tell you what, I did buy a swan plant. So now everybody's going to swan plant. Just want to have those monarch butterflies. Two right. That's a good idea. I love monarch butterflies. They're beautiful, aren't they? Yeah, they're lovely. Okay, take care. Bye. Don't forget the robin. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.